yo, yo. Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, the only podcast that promises to fix your life. And then probably does not fix your life. We're going to give it a shot, though. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, man. What's up? Now, you might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. The World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Uploaded.com brings them all together like one big happy family. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, this podcast right here, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single Friday. We are on iTunes, we are on Google Podcasts, we are on Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, etc., etc., etc. You can you can dream it. We will be there for you every single Friday. Today we got a great show for y'all. We are talking about politics, narcos, new video game consoles, tainted drugs, and a whole lot more. But first, friends, countrymen, foreign spies. I've spent the last two years watching and listening to the people of the United States of America. I have heard your voices cry out for a better tomorrow. Our leadership is not what we were promised. You want change, and you want it now. I thought long and hard about the issues that face our country. We are involved in several foreign wars. Our politicians serve the highest bidders. Our cheese is not actually cheese. After thinking and praying on the issue for several minutes, I am announcing that I've launched an exploratory committee for President of the United States of America. Throughout this episode, I will detail my plans for the future of this country. I plan to be there for our people in their time of need. Will you? Anyway, we gotta move on to the tip of the week. This week's tip is... Learn another language. Do it. My wife and I are watching Narcos. You know, I said at the uh, the top of the episode that we're going to be talking Narcos and where we are to a certain extent. So like I said, my wife and I are watching this show, Narcos. It's a, it's a Netflix program. If you haven't heard of it, you probably have because you exist. You're an, you're an adult, probably. You know, we do want every single person listening to this show. So that is going to have to include uh, children and babies. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the rules are on that because some of these episodes are tagged as uh, explicit content. So, you know, viewer discretion is advised. Let's say that. Anyway, my, my wife and I are, are watching this uh, Netflix show, Narcos. And uh, after a few episodes, I realized that I couldn't understand what they were saying half the time. Terrible problem. My wife told me that I'm actually supposed to be reading the subtitles. I thought that the show just had a lot of intro credits you know like uh, when a show starts you'll see words pop up while people are talking they'll say directed by steven spielberg starring emilio estevez as pablo escobar that sort of thing but i was wrong it was actually subtitles that were playing so it was it was the words these people were saying so they would be speaking in spanish and the english words would be below i just ignored them like they were credits so I thought to myself, is this how my international listeners feel? You know, the people that are from countries that 
don't speak English as their first language. Maybe these people don't speak English, and they're they're listening to the show confused. And I know I, I've actually ac actively encouraged the confusion. I, I said I want people that don't speak English listening to the show, people that have no idea what I'm saying. I want them to 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 listen to to dedicate at least a half hour of their life to Chris to Chris every week. But I walked a mile in their shoes. You know what I mean. So I decided that I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish. So I won't need to learn how, or I won't need to learn. Uh, I, I don't want to read the subtitles anymore. So that's why I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to learn Spanish so that subtitles and reading is not something I need to do while I'm watching TV. Sounds, uh, sounds fair enough, right? I, I think I might actually decide to learn every single other language too in the process, but... We're starting with Spanish because uh, in California, that's where this show is recorded in California, America. Spanish is the most useful language, most useful second language to know. Uh, Chinese might actually be more important when they finally take over, but I had to pick one. And I like Mexican food more than Chinese food, so answer was right in front of me. I'm, I'm learning how to speak Spanish on Duolingo. It's a website and an app. I actually have a, an on and off relationship with Duolingo. We run pretty hot and cold right now. We are steaming hot. We are on fire. And I've got a three-day streak on my Duolingo app. It's great. It's great. Uh, for example, uh, I'm, I'm killing it. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you a little, little, little piece of the pie. Uh, por ejemplo... Mike, Mike, did you know that su madre bebes agua o su madre come manzanas? Something to think about. Something to think about. But uh, while you chew on that, I think it's time we talk about a little thing I like to call video game corner. In this corner... Slightly Mad Studios has announced that they will be releasing a new game console in only three years from now. You know, they took to the internet streets and said, yo, 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 in three years, we are going to be quite the name to contend with. So look out, Sony. Look out, Nintendo. Look out, Microsoft. We're coming for you. This is the studio that created uh, the game's Project Cars 1 and 2. So, obviously, they should be creating a video game console. Uh, speaking to Variety, Slightly Mad CEO Ian Bell said that the system will be called the Madbox and should be equivalent to a very fast PC two years from now. So it's coming out three years from now, and it's going to be the speed, or it's going to be as powerful as a PC two years from now. So it's going to be, you know, a year behind the times, but... That's how you make it a little bit more affordable. And it's called the Mad Box. You know, there is an Xbox. I never I never thought the name Xbox was all that that creative, you know? When the first Xbox came out, it was a big rectangular plastic box with an X on it. You know, not too creative. Not too creative. But uh this is called the Mad Box, so I guess it's a play on that. Now, I am no business genius but i do watch a lot of shark tanks so i think that does qualify me 
to speak out of my ass in some capacity. And I think that this company might be biting off a little bit more than they can chew. Although they did make two racing games, so maybe they should be manufacturing hardware that is hundreds of dollars. And I don't know. I, I don't know, guys. It just seems it seems risky. Microsoft has had to buy their way into this industry. You know, they've been bleeding money since they entered the arena with the first Xbox in 2001. They've lost billions and billions of dollars. But they're Microsoft, so they can afford to lose it. And the idea when the Xbox first came out was that, yo, we want to own the living room, not just the PC in the home. We want to own the living room, too. And that's been their dream ever since. But like I said, they've been bleeding money. So I hope, uh, I hope Project Cars is going to boost you through this painful endeavor. But I say that more competition is always a good thing for this greedy-ass industry, you know? We live in a, a world of microtransactions and virtual currency, and if we have one more console out there to keep the, the other guys on their toes, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, go for it, Slightly Mad Studios. You might be slightly mad, but I slightly like the idea. Anyway, folks, the 2020 presidential election is only 23 months away. It is time for America as a nation to focus on the issues that divide us most. As President of the United States, I promise to you that I will fight for you like a lawyer in a Larry H. Parker commercial. Hablamos Espanol. I'm not a candidate that fights for donors. I'm a candidate that fights for the issues. And I assure you that the only donors I will fight for are the donors that pay me a lot of money. I believe that health care is a right for all people. Nobody should be turned away for being too poor to visit a doctor. And I will fight anyone that pays me less than $100,000 to go against this belief. In addition to this, I firmly believe it is the right of the rich and powerful to fight for the rights of the rich and powerful. If you agree with me, I expect money in exchange for your support. Now, I'm just your average everyday American, the kind that you could drink a beer with, Stay with me for the rest of this episode, and I'll tell you how we can bring this country together again. In the meantime, we gotta move on to a little thing I like to call the news. Irvin's Salted Egg Company has apologized for selling a bag of salted fish skins containing a dead lizard. Wow. The Singapore-based company released a heartfelt apology after a woman named... Well, I don't know her name, actually. After a woman complained on Facebook that her bag of salted fried fish skins had the nerve 
to include a fried gecko. You know, I'm sure that wasn't in the ingredients list. You got salt, you got oil, you got fish skin. All of a sudden there's a gecko. I'm pretty sure they didn't include the gecko on that ingredients list. When I was a kid, we called it the free prize. I, I actually remember when bags of salted fish skins were something that you could trust. We, 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 we don't have salted fish skins in America. If we do, we don't have it in this part of America. I've never come across such a thing. But I'm also not surprised. You know, we, we have a store called Daiso now in America. It sells uh, Japanese products, like products from Japan. And it, it's kind of like a, like a Dollar Tree of Japanese stuff. I mean, or maybe a five and below. Do you guys know five and below? Everything at the store is $5 or less. So it's kind of like a, 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 a dollar store or a 99 cent store for the, uh, the classy, the rich, the bougie. So that's what Daiso is, and about a year or two ago, I made a, uh, a video on YouTube where I tried a lot of Japanese foods, and a lot of it was seafood related. They had squids. We tried some, uh, some what, did, what did Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle, eat on his pizza? Not salami. What, what's the name of that fish? Mike uh, starts with an S. I know it. It's all on the tip of my tongue. It's still there, actually. I can still taste it because it's disgusting. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little silver fish. I, I feel like we could spend the rest of this episode just trying to figure this out. It'll hit me. But you guys are probably listening to this right now and shouting it at the speaker. Just like, you idiot. It's obviously whatever you're shouting. But I digress. Uh, some people were actually interviewed about this story. You know, like I said, there's a fried dead gecko in your bag of salted fish skins. Some people were interviewed about it, and they said, yo, that is absolutely disgusting. But I'm going to keep eating this shit. Like, it, it tastes really good, so, like, I'm not going to stop. And it, I, I'm not a big fan of seafood in general, so... I, but at the same time, I am a fan of salted, salty foods and fried foods and meats. So I, I do get the appeal. Like, oh, chicken, fried chicken skin is delicious. And if I liked fish, I'd probably be all over this salted fish skin phenomenon. Actually, Mike, you're single, right? I, I think that this food is actually, it sounds like the perfect snack to eat before a date. So better get on that, buddy. It's uh, still better than the shitty prize you get in the Cracker Jacks box. So I'm all for the, the free fried gecko. But, you know, they apologize. They're not going to do it again. They assured, they assured the world that, you know, fried geckos is not our motto. Can you imagine? You're just like digging your hand, just not even looking at what you're eating. All of a sudden you're crunching on a gecko skull or some gecko liver. I don't know. Maybe that's your thing, but like I said, it's not in the ingredients list, so you, you got a problem on your hand. Like, what if, what if you're allergic to gecko? Like, yo, I am definitely allergic to eating gecko lungs. Man, they really lucked out. They really lucked out that this woman's not suing, I assume. In other news, the Harahan Police Department in Louisiana is offering to test meth methamphetamine, 
for the Zika virus, free of charge. You guys know the Zika virus? It was like the, 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 the latest in the virus craze a year or so ago. You know, the Zika virus isn't something you want to you catch. It's kind of gross. At least from what I hear, it's, it's, just, it's just not something you want. Very unappealing. But this uh, police department in Louisiana, they, they posted on their Facebook page, Warning! If you have recently purchased meth in any area of Louisiana, it may be contaminated with the Zika virus. Please bring all of it to your local police department and they will test it for free. If you're not comfortable coming to us, an officer will be glad to come to you and test your meth in the privacy of your home. Please spread the word. We're available 24-7, 365. Be safe, Officer Moody. Wow. How, how nice and generous of this police department. Isn't that great? In fact, you know, I think about it, and I have a lot of friends that do meth, probably. And when you think about a meth addict, the, what is the first thing you think about, Mike? Is it that, wow, this person really cares about their health? Definitely. Like, they're really worried about what they're putting into their body. Like, yo, 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 yo. Listen, I'm all for having a good time. But this meth, this meth right here that you got in Louisiana, that meth is dangerous. That meth might be bad for your body. Good thing we have this police department, though. These are some friendly police departments. Or a friendly police department. Man, they're going to test your meth for free. I'm sure that the, the meth addicts of Louisiana are, are, are avid readers of the Harahan Police Department's Facebook page. And I'm sure that they are going to be lining up at the police department to have their meth tested. Like, you know, you walk into the, to the police department and say, hello, I've purchased this meth, and your, your Facebook page says that it might be dangerous. Please test it for me, and then let me leave with my meth. Do you think that police department just said to everybody, yo, that, that meth has Zika? Like, they just take it to the back and then just come back out right away, or maybe they give it five minutes just to, to look official, and they say, yes, this meth has tested positive for the Zika virus. We're going to have to confiscate it. And, you know, they're a meth addict, so they might, they might throw a fit. But honestly, I mean, I, I know meth is bad for you because it literally puts holes into your brain. So you might not be the brightest bulb, but there might be a little bit of survival instinct that tells you, hey, if I want to keep smoking this meth, Maybe I shouldn't take it to a police department. Or maybe I shouldn't offer a cop to come into my home and tell him that I have meth. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. I mean, the whole thing seems like a bad idea. You probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't be smoking meth. Probably shouldn't be just you know, dealing with meth in general. But these guys are claiming that, oh, yeah, there is Zika virus in the meth and it might be dangerous for you. I digress. I feel like I, I've, uh, I've really uh, beaten this dead horse. But you get the idea. I think, uh, I think it's very generous of this police department to care so much about the health and well-being of their local meth addicts. 
Wait, what's this? Ah, damn it. Ah, shoot. Folks, upon further review of United States law, it appears that I am not currently eligible to become president of this great country. I qualify for the presidency in every possible way, especially with my proclivity to accept bribes. However, my striking good looks and youth have presented a legal barrier to my presidency at this time. See, it turns out that you need to be 35 years old to become president of the United States. By 2020, I will only be 33 years old. The same age Jesus was when he was murdered by the people he came to save. Now, I do not encourage your comparisons to Jesus. While I might fight for miracles, I can make no guarantees that I will rise from the dead if you murder me. So as your future president, I stress once more that you do not murder me. The future of this podcast and your country depends on it. Anyway, we got to move on to listener questions. We got some great questions from Devin this week. Devin has some good questions. Man. Some curveballs, too. First question is, have you found all six hidden Batmans at Six Flags Magic Mountain? First of all, no. Let's get that out of the way before I really answer this question. No. Second of all, I think you're right. I think it is hidden Batmans. But my first thought was, you know, is it is it Batman? But no, I'm a big Batman fan. You never hear the word Batman. But I haven't, I haven't found the six hidden Batmans at Six Flags. And if you guys aren't aware, you know, six, it, theme parks are not ubiquitous. Am I using that word right, Mike? Ubiquitous? I think so. You know, it's not something you see everywhere. Like Six Flags does not exist everywhere. Just like Hershey Park does not exist everywhere. I think there's one. In Pennsylvania. But Six Flags, I think there's like six. I think there are six Six Flags. Maybe four or five. I don't know. But there are multiple Six Flags parks throughout the country. In Southern California, we have Six Flags Magic Mountain. And Devin offers the premise that there are six hidden Batman characters. And I gotta say, no, I haven't. I, I found the one on the Batman ride. And this is a true story. One time we were waiting in line for a ride at night at Six Flags Magic Mountain. And just like any theme park, you know, they do they do shows. Shows, entertainment shows where people sit down and just watch people act and entertain them like it was some sort of play. Like they were kings in an ancient time. And they had a Batman show. And we were not at the Batman show, but we were nearby, waiting in line at a ride. And... Batman from the show is his it's about his time to show up 
and you could hear the show happening and you hear that Batman is being called to the stage. And you, we actually saw him hiding and scurrying and running towards the stage from underneath the seats or something. We saw this from line. And we shouted, hey, Batman, hey, Batman, look at us. We're stupid kids. Look at us. And, you know, he didn't look at us. It was heartbreaking, but honestly, it was the best acting I had ever seen. He was being true to character. And when the real Batman is about to put on a show for a bunch of people at a theme park, he doesn't have time to stop and and delight the people that are shouting his name, the stupid dumbass kids that are shouting his name just for some quick attention. You know, maybe we wanted a wink, but would we even be able to see him wink in the dark? I don't know. In the dark night, get it? Wow, I digress. Uh, Devin also asks, what causes you to act out in anger? Man, that is a great deep question. I hope I can give it to you with a really heartfelt answer. Give it to you with heartfelt. I hope I can really give you a heartfelt answer. Jesus. Uh, what causes me to act out in anger? Yeah, I, I thought about this hard. And the answer is when somebody puts the toilet paper roll on the wrong direction. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you, you use, you're using the restroom like you do. You're a human being. You're a human being. You got to use the restroom. And you're using the restroom just like you always do. You sit down, and you're ready to, to grab some paper. But the paper's on the wrong way. It's throwing off your whole rhythm. For You, you know, you're, you're used to, to just, just slamming down on that roll. Just spin, 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 you know? Just comes off like it's nothing. Just comes off like a stripper's clothes. But instead, the paper just spins around in a circle and it doesn't it doesn't fly off the roll like it used to because somebody put it on backwards somebody put it on backwards like they had some sort of toilet paper dyslexia so yeah that causes me to act out in anger i've said a lot of things i regret when uh, people put the toilet paper roll on backwards actually another true story uh, in college in college, I took an ethics class with a professor uh, and, you know, several other students. And she made us, she, she had us do this exercise where she said, you know, write down something that you think is a, like a, not a mortal sin. You know, that wasn't the phrase you use in a public school college, but just pretty much the idea was like, what is, what is something that, would be what is something that is morally wrong and i wrote down two things i wrote down or or i don't know what was the question it was pretty much like yeah give give us some moral rights and wrongs and i said two things i said a moral i said it's not immoral to kill somebody if they are trying to kill you or somebody that you love and I had a girl disagree with me. We got into it. That's a story for another time. The other thing I wrote was that it is immoral for somebody to put the toilet paper roll on the wrong direction. 
And my professor had a real problem with that. But I had a real problem with that professor too. So whatever, whatever, you know, I'm not mad. Devin also asks, would you rather own a boxer with a lab's tail or a lab with a post-op boxer's tail? That's a good question. It's a good question. It's something I never thought of, you know? I actually had a couple lab-like dogs in my day. Never owned a boxer. But uh, for if you guys don't know what he's talking about, yeah, if you've ever seen a, a boxer dog or a, a, maybe a Doberman pincher where they got the little nub of a tail at the end, you know, they don't have that long, waggy tail. It's not because they weren't born with it. It's because somebody cut that tail off. Or maybe it was bitten off. But in all likelihood, somebody cut that dog's tail off. To just become this nub because it's more fashionable that way. I don't know. Is that like circumcision for dogs? Man, that, that's that's a lot worse though. Like you're you're actually losing length. Wow. I don't know. Uh, I've actually seen what a a boxer dog looks like with a long tail. It does look kind of weird, but it is a lot like what a lab's tail looks like. Maybe the maybe the hair's a little bit shorter. But I don't know. I think, I think, I think I'd rather own a boxer with a lab's tail. Although it would be cool to have a lab with a little nub of a tail. I always feel bad for the the dogs that got their tail cut off. You know, it just seems like it just seems like you're you're taking away half the joy of being a dog. Because when a dog is happy, their tail is wagging. That's how you know a dog is doing okay. You know, the dog might have gotten slapped that day. It might have gotten into a fight. But man, you, you put some food in front of that dog. You throw a tennis ball in front of that dog. That tail is wagging. Their mouth is smiling. They're just a happy dog with their dog breath and all. So I, I, I am pro tail. You know, I try not to take too many hardline stances on this show so that I don't alienate any people. But, you know, I'm, I'm going the opposite direction now. Taking hard line stances. I am pro tail. Actually, you know, geez, this is a great setup question. All these are great setup questions because another true story here from college. Freshman year at college, had to take a uh, a public speaking class like many of us do. And we had to do a, a speech where we're, we try to convince people of something. So we pick a topic and try to convince people. You know, I, I, it was a head-scratcher for me, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to convince people. I'm going to convince people something that nobody's ever tried to convince people of before. And I, my premise was that it is wrong to spay and neuter your pets. You know, you got all these people like PETA, and I assume PETA, but you, you got all these animal rights groups saying, you know, spay and neuter your pets. There's too many, too many animals out there that don't have homes because you know these animals are reproducing you know they're they're screwing like rabbits so to speak making making rabbits making kittens making puppies but there's no nobody to take care of these animals as if the animal kingdom wasn't happening before us and so i went the opposite direction i said it is wrong to spay or neuter your pets and i said I, I mean, I'm not an animal, you know, I'm not, I'm not a monster. I'm not saying that I didn't offer no alternative. I said, you know, instead of chopping your dog's nuts off, instead of chopping your cat's nuts off, maybe instead 
give them a vasectomy or offer some sort of, uh, what's the word? What's a, what's a nice way to say condom? You know, and you can't expect an animal to use some sort of birth control, right? Unless you're like feeding it to them in their food. So the obvious answer, the obvious solution is to have your dog or cat or rabbit or rodent get a vasectomy, right? They still get to keep the goods, but they just shoot blanks instead. My professor, when it came to question time, my professor's hand shot straight up, told me she had a real problem with my premise, but the class loved it. The class loved it. So take from that what you will. Devin asks uh, one more question here. He said, uh, this question is for Mike. Mike, if you had to change your name to one of the other biblical archangels, which would you pick? And, bonus question, how would you abbreviate it? Uh, what? Mike, follow us here, follow us. Uh, the archangels, that's what your mom clearly named you after, right? Your mom's uh, heavily religious, right? Heavily religious meth addict, possibly? Uh, no. No, she's not really either of those things, but... Um, yeah, somebody, I think somebody in school actually mentioned this before. Uh, give me, give me a sec. You, you don't know any of the archangels' names, do you? Say, say, Mike, 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 Mike. Psst. Say, Saint Gary. Saint, Saint Gary. Not stupid. No. All right, all right. Uh, okay, let me, let me give you a little hint here, Mike. You got, you got some options here. You can pick Ariel, like the little mermaid. Are you a little mermaid, Mike? Are you a Saint Ariel or possibly a Saint Raphael? You know, I think that's the, the coolest possible one you could possibly pick because he is named after a Ninja Turtle after all. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm Saint, Saint Raphael. Okay, cool. So how would you abbreviate that? Is there any point to this at all? Now, you know, forget that, Mike. You're, you're Saint Ariel because you can't abbreviate Saint Raphael. Dude, I have no idea what the f*** we're talking about right now. Listen, ST is the abbreviation for saint, right? Uh-huh. So S-T-A-M. That's Saint Ariel Michael. I'm going to hyphenate you. Like, like you changed your last name. Like you got married to Ariel, but you kept your last name because, you know, your dad means a lot to you. So you are Stam. Stam. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Devin's. Devin's. Wow, I, I really flubbed that sentence. Thanks for the questions, Devin. And don't forget, guys, you can always ask us a question or two or three or four on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded. That's U P N L O A D E D. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and UpandLoaded.com. And speaking of Facebook, every week we do a poll. On our Facebook. Last week we asked our listeners, what is your New Year's resolution? Because, you know, we are now in 2019. Boop, boop, boop. 2019. And uh, the listeners responded. They said, well, 33% of the listeners said, use more social media. And 66% of our listeners decided to give up. This week's poll asks, hey, do you have any spare change? Mike, do you have any spare change? Actually, answer it on the poll, Mike. Also, don't forget to put the poll up. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, don't forget that you can subscribe to this show and follow us on all those social media pages. We are one big ball of fun on all of them. We got jokes. We got posts, pictures, videos. It's a good time. It's a good time for all. Don't forget that you can tell your friends about this show. For God's sakes, please tell your friends about this show. Because like I said, there's new episodes every single Friday. And man, we've been, we've been running a little long this week. It's almost like a Christmas episode that nobody listened to. This has been episode 14 of Chris to Chris, despite the way it's ending. Despite the way it's ending. I actually had a good time. I hope you guys did too. It's been a lot of fun. So I highly suggest that you enjoy your weekend or else. See you next time.